All right, let's get started. This is the Devil's Threesome, your erotic book club. I'm Andrew Coles. I'm Sam Carr. And I'm Maggie Carr. This is a podcast where we read uh, low-cost, usually self-published Amazon erotica. This is a watershed moment for us as a podcast. We've read our first A, Tingler, and B, book that does that costed money. I think we've read books that cost money in the past. And this could not be our first Chuck Tingle. Have we discussed Chuck Tingle before? Andrew and I were talking about before you got on the call. We're pretty sure we've talked about Chuck Tingle in the past, but we never actually yeah. read any of his books. Anyway, Chuck Tingle is kind of um he's kind of a mainstay in the Amazon erotica marketplace. Yeah. He's yeah. like the Stephen King mixed with like the Michael Jackson and the Prince of their respective yes. genres. And by prince, you mean um, you mean royal prince, not um. Yeah, Prince Henry. Sure, let's go with that one. Prince Chuck has written um many a book. Usually, it's um you just it's kind of like a if you have three dice, one would have um like a noun, and the other would have like a like another noun, and the other would have another noun, and you just roll the dice, so you get like handsome zombie race car or something like that. Okay, um, two of those what? were adverbs, or I'm sorry, adjectives. Fuck, fuck, I know, but it was like I was picking nouns because this one is, like in this book, it's just a bunch of nouns, but in other ones, it's not just nouns. Anyway, you, you take the noun dice, you roll them, you take whatever you get from that, and then you say, pounded my asshole, and that's a Chuck <laughs> Tingle book. Yeah, basically. Uh, I yeah. think at the end of this podcast, we'll just go through a lot of the ones that are A, in the book, and maybe B, on Amazon. Sure. I mean, there's yeah, like yeah. Brexit pounded my asshole. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Timely. His most popular one is Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. So like, that's right. right. So we'll 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 come back to some of his books. Yeah. Here we go. Ugh. So I'm gonna read the description of this book because uh, we agreed before we got on before we uh, started the recording that this was gonna be the best way to describe the plot so that we can really just get down to the minutia. Lintoy loves his job as a high-profile defense attorney with an office on the top floor of an exclusive 40-story high rise. But when the elevators go down for maintenance, Lintoy finds himself doing anything he can to avoid the office and the exhausting stairwell trek it takes to get there. After noticing that one of the elevators is closed off but still working, Lintoy decides to take his chances but quickly finds himself trapped in a terrifying zombie lift. As time passes, however, Lintoy and his sentient undead elevator realize that they have more in common than they once thought, and soon enough, the two of them are going down on each other. This erotic tale is 4,000 words of sizzling human on zombie elevator lawyer action, including anal blowjobs, rough sex, and gay sentient undead lift love. Now at seven, sports. And then weather. You read that like a newscaster this time, which is better than the first one, I have to say. Well, whatever. The first one was a run-through. It had the same passion as the second time, and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that, like, je ne sais quoi of the third time, but mm-hmm. this fourth time was really, like, the key cut. I'm glad I'm glad we sat through that that, was, that many that times. That was a joke. That, that was a joke that Sam is... No, no, they're joking. No, that was... That was one take. <laughs> It took us 27 and a half minutes. I just checked the tape uh, for Maggie to read those four times, but it was so worth it in the end. Uh, I had to, I spent a lot of editing hours. This is Andrew uh, in post right now. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of editing hours kind of splicing together the best parts of some of them. And I think the finished product is something that we're all really proud of here, except for that one line flub near the end 
Uh, Maggie did that exactly the same way in every one. Every so. single, every single take. I can't help it. I just don't like. Ah, uh, damn. Every single take, and I would just. Well, I would flub in different parts every single time, and this one was at least the the best flubbing. So you know. Yeah. Well, he's gonna chop them all up and put them together like some Frankensteinian monster. Um, but sure. like some tingle, tingle, yes. tinglelicious monster. This flubbed book description pounded my asshole. <laughs> Is that a real tingler or a Maggie tingler? <laughs> that was a, that was a that was a Maggie tingle. What's up? Uh, by the way, he calls his uh, erotic short stories tinglers. In case yes. you haven't cottoned onto that yet. I mean, Chuck Tingle cannot be his real name. No. Uh, is that racist? Okay, not racist, but like, is it is it problematic to say cottoned onto something? Is that is that like a problematic um, thing? Maybe. I mean, is it? It's is the. It might be racist for me to have asked that question. I don't know. I mean, I, there. But we're all learning here. You know, the, the process of becoming socially aware exactly. is a process. And we got to respect that we're all at different points. Yeah. Uh, here at the Devil's Threesome, we promote an atmosphere of learning about our mistakes and our missteps. And growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, we probably shouldn't say racist things because... Uh, well, yeah, obviously. Oh, no, we we definitely should not. I mean, with our um, <laughs> with uh, with our spread, we absolutely should not say racist things ever. No. The most important thing that we do here at The Devil's Threesome is read books about zombie elevators who are lawyers and pound people in the butt um, and get pounded in the butt, their secret butt hidden behind the butt access panel. That's right. And then elevators come on your face. I get that like this kind of uh, this butthole that was just in the side of an elevator is unsettling. But the most unsettling part for me about the zombie elevator was the fact that it had an enormous human face on the inside of the doors. Yeah. That's bad. At least the cover prepared us for that. It did. The part that I didn't understand was not only does it have an enormous human face, it also has an enormous human penis, which we have no idea where or how that happens. I imagine it like jutting out from the chin. Why does this elevator have to like be confined to human genitalia? Right. Right. I'm attracted to elevator smut because I want I want them to get into like the actuators and the cable clamps and yeah. the weight distribution systems. I mean, I, I want those. Um, I want those buttons pushed. Yes. I want those uh, cables rubbed. You know. Are elevator buttons the nipples of the elevator? I think yes. Discuss. Like that falls on the same problem of trying to turn it like describe it with human genitalia. Okay. No, That's this is true. more of a simile slash analogy type of situation. I'm asking, are they the, the elevator equivalent of the human nipple? Of a nipple? Well, does, does the, um, does the elevator young supple the, uh, like suckle the button is the question. Well, that's a good mm. question. Can elevators procreate? Because it seems like they're kind of stuck in. Why their else would it have elevator tracks? If not to create little baby elevators. But, how does it get to the other elevator is my Don't. question well yeah that was a good question because that came up for me in the book when we were reading it because he says i'm a zombie elevator whatever and uh bill bill toy or whatever his name was lil lil toy to- lin toy he said toilet. uh yeah lin to- lin manuel toilet uh said <laughs> oh you're gonna so you, you you eat brains and and the elevator's like oh i only eat ele- elevator brains which are like panels and and wiring and stuff so apparently elevator brains are made of elevator but they have hearts dicks and uh one man says nipples that man is me but they're still made out of like gears and metal and 
stuff, you know, like the 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 well, it might look like a human dick. I think it's probably made out of oh. you know elevator parts, ele- elevator bits. So the cum that comes out of the the dick is actually like transmission fluid or something. Do elevators have transmissions? Well, it's like the it's like the special uh, fluid, elevator fluid. Elevator fluid. Hey, <laughs> hey, Sam, can you run to the store and buy us some elevator fluid? My elevator is running low. Yeah. <laughs> On its fluid. Anyway, yeah, I'm about a, I'm about seventy five gallons low. I was really disappointed that the elevator didn't have an elevator sized like ejaculation. Yeah. Like I was really hoping it would like fill the elevator like halfway up or something. You mean like in a shining level, like blood? Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> just a wave, a tsunami of cum. God, that's uh-huh. just horrible, isn't it? Salty, uh. but also full of gears. Oh yes. Talking about how like the elevators are like basically in one place all the time. Yeah. He's he's supposedly um the best elevator lawyer, like lawyer in the oh, city. Yeah. Well, he he made the cover of Elevator Lawyer magazine. Um, and if you think that was me badly improvising something, you're wrong. It was in the book. Yeah, it's zombie elevator lawyer. Oh, does I'm sorry. Does a zombie elevator lawyer, like, does do they work from home? Do they teleconference in? Uh, well, we've just seen are in there this legs? book. Because there, there are hips. Hey. There's a part where there's a pistoning <laughs> of hips. Hey, so, hey, hey. hey. Here, let's let's walk through some of the details so that way we can clarify a little bit more. Fine. So our main character's name is Lynn Toil Manlet Randa. I don't know. Lynn Manuel Toilet. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, and then the elevator we meet is called Bork Yorp. Bork Yorp. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like Bork Bork Yorp Yorp. Bork Bork your Bjork. <laughs> I just went to IKEA this weekend, so this is really like hitting home for me. Uh, all the Swedish. Uh, a slurs, I guess. I don't know. No, you bought you bought an elevator at IKEA that was named the Bork York. Bork <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to IKEA, bought an elevator named Bork York, and oh God, I've been trying to put it together for the past two days. Like putting together IKEA furniture. Am I right? Is that the millennial equivalent of air airplane food? Huh? You know. <laughs> I mean, once you put together this elevator, you're gonna have an a, like a massive zombie face that you have to stare well, at here's all the, the time. Thing. I don't yeah. think it's gonna be a zombie when you put it together. Right. Yeah, I mean it has to die. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Toilet knows that this elevator was was dead as soon as he gets in it. He um he's like, "Oh, this elevator's that part's dead." That's kind of bizarre. So he's apparently seen a living elevator before. Yeah, yeah. Lin-Toy is convinced by his taxi driver to um to take this uh out of um service elevator that is actually working. He takes it, sees this working enormous space and working on case loads. Yeah, his his enormous his uh, first reaction to seeing this enormous face is, "Oh, it's dead. How sad." Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the exact quote. He, so I reach out and press the button for floor forty, but as the elevator starts to close, I gasp and shock. There, on the inner side of the metal doors, is a large face. Its skin pale and its eyes shut tight. I'll admit the face is, itself is quite handsome, but as far as I can tell, it is completely lifeless. Oh my God! I blurt out. Realizing now that this elevator is deceased. <laughs> what is this? Right? My God. <laughs> so we live, in, we live in a world where we have to understand it's not like a problem where people don't know that zombies are a thing. They all know that elevators are alive and can also yeah. be zombies. Yeah, no. So they know elevators are alive, duh. 
step one. Step two, the ele elevators can be zombies. He didn't actually know that. So I think that's where True. we have to just heighten our sense of disbelief one level uh, or one floor, as it were, to the point where we accept that elevators are alive because we all know this now. This is our this yeah. is our reality. Um, this yep. is our play space. And now uh, consequences from that. Discuss. We profit. Step three <laughs> is profit. So, so what you're what you're saying to me, Sam, is that elevator Fuck. use is basically the modern slave labor. Yes. Oh okay. shit! They're alive, right? But I mean, to be fair, he's also a lawyer, so he has a job. But yeah, I feel paid. like it's more well because mm. they have to be mm. in one spot, one spot, um, space. It's sort of indentured servitude mm -hmm. in a way. Oh, so it's like a wage uh, slavery type thing. Yeah. Because I'm guessing they're doing maintenance on him, right? Because he's dead, mm -hmm. but. Also, yes. I assume if he was alive, they would do maintenance on him too. So maybe the maintenance is free. He gets free health care. Wouldn't the maintenance make him not a zombie? Wouldn't the maintenance like make him alive? I don't think you can bring something back to life. This isn't the movies. Come on. But it's working. It's a working elevator. Oh, well, an elevator's workingness has nothing to do with its... Well, I think because it's a zombie, it's still working. So I think if the zombie mm. virus had not taken hold, then the elevator would not be working. So yeah. we're we're prepped for this um enormous face on these doors by uh an interesting cover, to say yeah. the least. Oh well um, most of the tinglers have just beautiful works of art for covers. Yes. Um uh, usually a big hunk of, of beef bones just cheesing it at the camera. This one's no different. Mm-hmm. We got a kind of um Just take your Photoshop brush, make it a big old yeah. circle. Uh, set the feather to about you know seventy percent, and then uh, paint a face on a, a door. That's right, an elevator door specifically. Yeah. What's going on here is this uh, cover has to be non-canonical because the face is on the outside of the on elevator. On the outside. Mm -hmm. It's on the outside of the elevator. When we're That's clearly true. told in the story that the face is on the inside. That's maybe it's right. one of those things where it's like it could be like it can move its face to either side. Ooh, oh, that's bad. Yikes. You know what I think happened? I think what? that uh Chuck Tingle here, you know, the book publishing industry is very, you know, it's got its problems. And one of them is that the author has almost no control over what the final cover looks like. That is completely yeah. a publisher choice. So that's I'm thinking true. Amazon self-publishing company has uh, mandated that this cover be placed erroneously on the front of this book. They hire random artists to yeah. do all of the book covers. And so some random artist was just told, make a cover for Pounded by the Handsome Zombie Elevator, who is also a lawyer by Chuck Tingle. And then this is what they came up with. You mean the two-time Hugo Award finalist? Yes, that is exactly who I'm no, talking well, about. Well, here's my, here's my theory, y'all. With Chuck Tingle being kind of the Banksy of the mm. Amazon erotica world, there's no guarantee that it's just one guy. Like, maybe right. it's like... Chuck Tingle is a collective. Chuck Tingle is the Meow Wolf of uh, erotic <laughs> stories. I don't think that's true. He has a lovely uh, author's page on Amazon that includes a, a hand-drawn picture of him wearing a gi, riding a triceratops with a monocle and top hat, holding a flag that says, love is real. That monocle and top hat man is just an amalgamation of multiple people, multiple artists who are under the same persona. Why do you think he has so many identifying char uh, characteristics? Because people they have a lot of come character. No, they each no, they each come from a different person. Oh, one has a monocle, one has a top hat, one is made completely out of sticks. Yep. Okay. Well, 
we'll come back to this because I want to read his author's bio, but I want to get to the story first. Yeah, so um, he goes up in the elevator, and they do have a conversation during this first ride, but it is mostly uh, wooden and is shorter than the other one that they end up having. Anywho, he gets to the... Wait, what are you, what are you talking about? The conversation that he has with the elevator the first time. Anyway, he gets up to his uh, office okay. on the 40th floor. Uh, they do the, uh, the casework, the lawyer stuff. And then... Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's a long day. Yes, it's a long day where apparently new evidence has arisen. And he has to get back in the elevator to go down because he's much too tired to go down the stairs. Yes. I like how, I like how we just kind of instinctively go back into the plot summary, even though we decided that we were going to do it up front. Uh, with the with the description, no, we are we are getting into it. What what the fuck do you want, Andrew? It's like you can't. Like, what do you want to do? It. What would you rather us do? What do you want to do? I want to talk about the fact that I laughed in the middle of our podcast because I wasn't paying attention to you, but instead I was reading the other titles of the Chuck Tingle books. Andrew, I'm sorry. They're so good. They're just so good. They are very I, good. I, Chuck Tingle's done all the work for us on this podcast, really. Uh, Chuck Tingle, if there was no Chuck Tingle, there may not be The Devil's Threesome, your erotic book That's club. That's true, even though this is the first Chuck Tingle we've read. Yeah, well, it's like you don't go right away no. to the thing that, you know, you know, like the meat of the problem. You, you don't um, you don't uh, bite the hard candy, you know? You suck on it a little bit. No, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't just tell the elevator that you're in love with it and you want to have sex with it. You show the elevator that you want to have sex with it. By having sex with Speaking it. of that, our main character, Lynn Manuel Toilet, um, mm-hmm. gets in the elevator to go down. They get stuck because the elevator is old and dead and broken. And, and, a, zombie. and a zombie. The elevator tells him to uh, press... Oh, also a lawyer. Yeah, the elevator tells him to press um, the specific button to summon the police department or the fire department, whatever. A department to uh, come let him out. And uh, he... Well, Lynn Toy, Manuel Miranda, he... Um, he he's hesitant to do as such because he's worried, oh no, what if my law firm gets in trouble? This elevator was clearly marked out of service. Yeah, I think he's just personally afraid of looking like a dumb yes. for going in an out of service elevator. Yes. More than anything. Yeah. And then like we all would yeah. be. Bork is like, hey, maybe if we wait around I can fix it myself. Yeah, Bork is the elevator again. Uh don't don't let that one slip out of your mind. It's a good name it's a hard name to forget. But Lintoy agrees. Um, Bork tells him, hey, why don't you just get some work done on the floor of my body? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so is he inside? So it's like what, when the zombie elevator eats another elevator, do the parts, do the brain parts go in the like lobby of the elevator? I don't know. What, what would that be called? The inside the car? I mean, he has a well, mouth. The mouth is on the inside. He has a mouth, though. So I assume they go into the mouth and then somewhere else after that maybe oh the get yeah. oh wait okay no here we're taking a very myopic view of what an elevator actually that's is that's true what if the elevator comprises not only the car mm-hmm. but the shaft as well oh. so that when yeah. an elevator eats something it just goes to the bottom of the shaft where it's digested by all the elevator sure. juice down elevator fluid down there i mean as an elevator fetishist myself um i would have mm-hmm. to say that in my perception the shaft has to be included because um, just the girth and the length of the elevator shaft is um, it's very important. 
I'm Andrew, <laughs> Elevator Fetishist. Um, but hello, this, Andrew. Thank you for sharing. This meeting of Elevator Fetishist Anonymous is going very well today. Um, I just want to remind everyone that you can't park behind the Arby's. They do tow. So oh. uh, with that in mind, let's oh, get wait, over. Sorry, sorry. Let's talk I, about. I'm our... just gonna have to go valid. I'm gonna move my car really quick. That's that's oh, on yeah, me. Yeah. I'll well, be back. Thanks for interrupting. Thanks for interrupting the meeting, Jerry. Um, for, sorry. With, I'm sorry. We don't use names here. Uh, uh, man, now I lost track of what I was saying. I just okay, guys. You know, it's been a rough week for me. I read this book. I I slipped back into old habits. You know, it happens, right? We've all we're been here there. to support you. We wouldn't be here if we hadn't been yeah, there. Yeah, we're here to support you. I read. Uh, I read the Chuck Tingle book about the handsome zombie elevator who's also a lawyer. Wow. And how he pounded someone in the butt. Mm-hmm. It's just... <laughs> These things are so hard. I can't just... It's just in my mind. Oh, hey, Jerry. Yeah, I, I moved my car. So what, what are we oh talking about? Damn, that was good timing. What are we talking about? Fucking... F- Jerry, can you shut the fuck up? No. Sorry. Well, I don't... What did I even do? Andrew was Fine. sharing. About Andrew, what? I'm so sorry. No. So- no, I'm done. I'm done. Great. Great. I oh, hate right. it. Well, does, I hate this. Does anybody else want to share about their um Yeah, I want to share their, their experiences with with I want um to ma- share. magic elopsy machines. I know we don't like to use the term elevator here. The E-word. Oh, damn no. it. <laughs> I want to share. I want to share my experience. Um All right, go ahead. I read this book this past week. Uh, it, you guys might have heard of it. It's this guy named Chuck Tingle. And he wrote this book about a zombie elevator. Is that the guy who wrote Pounded by Brexit? Yes. I think. Yeah, that's the same guy. Uh, but anyway, I read that book and it just, it, it really spoke to something inside of me because the main character is a lawyer like me, Jerry. Um, and he also hates walking upstairs, which I also hate walking upstairs. Um, and it was just, it really spoke to me, especially when the elevator pounded him in the butt. And then, uh, hey, yeah. okay. Uh, can I can I talk now? I'm Bork Yorp. I'm an elevator myself. <gasps> um, Bork Yorp. Uh, I I also read that book this week. Um, the the thing that really got to me was that I was a character in this book. I, I know T- Mr. Tingle personally. I'm an elevator in his building, you see, and I just felt so ashamed by that portrayal of the elevator lifestyle that I just. I can't. Here, I just, it's here, so hard. Here, here, Bork. Bork, I, come I, here. I, w- I would here. like to. I would come like here. to go next. Um. Okay. So hi, everybody. I'm Karen. It's been uh, hi, Karen. It's been uh three weeks since I've been in an elevator, and uh, I have to say that I'm really get- growing tired of stairs, um, and I find myself increasingly fascinated by escalator escalators. But I know um, it's it's it's. Quite the metaphorical slippery slope, um, if not actual. Um, yeah, I just uh, every time I see all my colleagues going on elevators, I just sort of have to take myself back a second, even leave the leave the building. Um, I just I'm so in so intrigued by the way that they can completely swallow you, you know, carrying you up those shafts and. Um, Oh, uh, Karen. <laughs> what? The elevator vor the elevator vor group actually meets in in room C. Uh, I think you might have the wrong group. Oh well, if you we're the group that's fe- that's uh, fetishizes elevators and their ability to um, have sex with us, not to eat and swallow us. Oh well, we're actually a little vor we're a little vor repulsed here. Oh, so oh, if you could please well, take oh, that well, disgusting I, filth oh, over to the my, next room. I, you know what? I thought I thought this would be accepting. I. 
Hey, Karen. Uh, Karen, I, please leave. Karen, please please leave. Um, has anybody oh, seen gone. Jerry? Has anybody seen Jerry or Borkyorp? I think uh, I, I'm, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I'm just crying quietly in the corner. And I was trying to figure out what voice I have sorry, again. I, I was just I was just hiding behind Borkyorp here. I don't mean hiding. I mean I was just comforting Borkyorp from behind here. Um, what do you want, Jerry? Yeah, I was th- think nothing of yeah, it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That is the sound of an elevator having sex. Wait, I'm sorry. That is definitely the sound of an elevator having sex. We need to we need to end this meeting right now. Yeah, this is this meeting has gone while better than most of our meetings, horribly, horribly wrong. (laughs) Who invited Borkyorp? And scene. (laughs) Well done, everybody. Good one. That was awful. I'm I'm wiping the sweat off my brow as we speak. That was the elevator anonymous. Sex elevator yeah. fascination anonymous sex group. Whatever it was, it was what it was. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what we do here at the Devil's Threesome. Your favorite improv comedy <laughs> tour. Um, let's get another suggestion from the yeah, audience. We, you us. should uh, put this on your on your demo tape for SNL. Oh yeah, I uh, no, this is going on my reel for for real. I am a sex robot who is nope. also into elevators. Sorry, that's all I can think <laughs> of with improv. Interesting ground. Isn't it? Anyway, so Lintoy is Sam, Sam, in the do you, elevator do you of sex. Lend, I am do getting you go us to, back um, on track. No, 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 no. Do you, uh, do you go to like, being a robot for um for improv because Maggie, you find Maggie. that you speak so robotically anyway? Maggie, Sing. Maggie just be quiet. What's shush, shush, up? Shush, 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 shush. My time. It's my time to talk no, now. That was good, though. That was a good joke. Anyway, so that was a good Lintoy and Bork. Lintoy works in Bork and then finds out that Bork is a lawyer because Bork helps yes. him with his work and helps him solve the case or whatever. Um, he helps him come up with an entirely new and original angle that they should have been pursuing the whole time. Probably. Um, Bork, he's going to make partner yeah, for this. Bork is like, oh, well, this evidence, blah, 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 whatever. Not important. Yeah. Well, we find out that Bork knows the law because he's worked in that building for 27 years during his life and his mm-hmm. afterlife. So... Yes. That, that's what makes him such a great lawyer. Not an incredibly long life for an elevator, I would no. think. Depends Must on when the building young. was built. That's true. Um, but then they figure out that they're actually in love. Um, because... I don't know if it's love. It's more It's more heady lust. Well, yeah. Lynn Toilet, mm-hmm. we find out, has never had sex with a man before. He's not gay. Right. Well, of course He not. feels something for Borkyorp that he's never yeah. felt before. He, well, he, he describes how Bork is um, clearly just full of love. Can't remember what the exact quote wait, is. Wait, wait. Before or after he, he fills him with love? Before and after. Metaphorically oh. full. Oh, I see. Should we be, how should we refer to Bork? Is it is it a it? Is it a they? Is it a he? I mean, I guess it's a he. I mean, it's probably in the book. No, it's usually just Bork is the thing. I think yeah. the name Bork is used. Pronouns are reserved specifically for human beings. Well, yeah, because instead of saying things like his shaft, it says the second I the, the second that I wrap my grip tight around the zombie elevator I shaft, just found him. he lets out a satisfied groan. Yeah, you're right. Yep, it's a him. It's a he. Oh, man. Good to know. Yes. Glad we didn't misgender this elevator. Me too. Uh, he so he starts kissing Bork on his giant face, which seems Bork, Bork, problematic. Bork. If we if we go by the dimensions on the cover, which we've talked about, it's canonical violence, um, or not, um, 
Yeah, but we, the if mouth we go is by huge. that, then the, yeah, then Bork could swallow this person's head entirely. Oh yeah, no, Maggie, you're on the wrong podcast. Uh, this is the Devil's Threesome, not the Vor podcast. So I'm not like, trying just... to talk about Vor. It's just happening. We're all trying to talk about Vor all the time. Let's just be honest with ourselves. This is the Vor meeting now. <laughs> We're here. This is Vorcast. God, that's a good name for a Vor podcast because it's like forecast. Yeah, it's like forecast. That, that's but what like I love about jokes boring. is explaining them. No, yeah. What if it was um? What if it was uh? People who were obsessed with the morning with, Vorcast. Uh, oh, the daily Vor podcast. Yeah, I was gonna talk about like being into weather and Vor, but I don't like part of being bored is that you don't really experience outside weather anymore. Right? Well, I mean, swall- swallowed by Hurricane Irma's. Sloppy wet mouth. Isn't go- getting sucked up by a tornado kind of like getting eaten? Getting sucked up by a tornado is weather vor. <laughs> 2017. It sort of is. I mean, hurricanes have eyes. Maybe they have mouths too. Oh God. The mouth of the the mouth of the tornado. That would make sense. The anus of the tornado. Oh, where do you come out of? Ooh, this is intriguing new territory move over sonic there's a new vor uh main character is going into um is going into like a mine or a tunnel being vored by the earth Ooh. oh my god it so is <laughs> yeah i would imagine so i mean it doesn't have but then you come out yeah i think i think quicksand is vored by earth yeah because you really need to have like pressure on all parts of your body Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Vor's no good if the giant is like a giant, you know. Yeah. You have to be only a little bit bigger than the person you're swallowing. Big enough that you can fit, but maybe yeah. maybe you couldn't, oh, yeah. you know. But just S- barely. Small enough that maybe you couldn't fit. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's where the real sexual tension is. It's am I gonna fit? I, I feel like part of it too is the helplessness that's entailed by yeah. being swallowed by something else, like that's forcefully mm. taking you inside itself. Yeah. It's not up to you anymore. Constricted. You're you know, you're sort of bound because uh because everything around you is compressing you and you can't really move. Yes. Sure. Yes. Let's fucking talk let's stop talking about war, please. Because while there is sort of an element of war in this story by being by them having sex while he's inside the elevator itself. Well, there's another there's another element of war too, in that Lintoy deep throats the elevator's cock um, he does his mm. ginormous Even, okay elevator now you're just cock. saying now you're just saying that fellatio is vor adjacent and i think we have to get off the train there that is not true uh not that there's anything wrong with vor by the way no we're all very much into vor here i, don't know I think it is vor adjacent I'm, I'm supportive i don't know if i'm into it and i think sam has a point here um i think uh fellatio does have sort of a vor equivalent to it like i mean the word swallowed mm. and swallowing is used a lot in uh in, a, in the descriptions true. that we read and really the good fellatio you want that uh esophagus putting you know doing some of the work there on the tip those esophageal muscles caressing and uh, undulating ugh, pressuring the bulb yeah uh really helps finish the job I kind of want to vomit in my mouth. Um, <laughs> again, we are very supportive of Vor. We try not to yuck any yums here. That's kind of like Vor too, vomiting but... in your mouth. Because then you have to swallow yeah, it back well, down. Yeah, it's like Voring yourself, yeah. really. Because a lot of times you swallow it again. Yeah. I'm so close to just screaming. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to try not to. Anywho, um, so th- this, um, this elevator dick is described um, strangely as, as massive. Really, um, but we're never given any 
we like there's never like a banana held up for scale you know like yeah uh, we don't get any <laughs> number measurements it is a little disappointing i have to say well so yeah the gigantic cock girth is enormous it's first at first it's hard to get his lips around the thickness of bork's member which is pretty intense like damn are you is yeah. this like a this is bigger than a fucking soda can yeah right and then he and then and then and then if that weren't enough he sticks it in his butt like yeah what yes if you can't fit it in your mouth don't stick it in your butt that's rule number one from andrew on this week's episode again there's no lube which is kind of um as somebody who has at least perused a few chuck tingles there there's usually no tinglers there's usually um there's not really a lot of lube in these tingler stories well, you wouldn't you wouldn't be tingling the whole time you read it if you, they had to take five minute lube breaks every time. Well, there's um, it's kind of a big question. Like, it's is this self is this elevator self um self lubricating? It could be. Who knows? Who knows about elevator anatomy? Even though it's so similar to human, elevators are absolutely self lubricating. Uh, all that elevator fluid they have has to go to use somewhere. The elevator fluid, of course. Um, not only for digestion, but also for you know, I uh, I have to buy my elevator fluid in in bulk at Costco. I just mm-hmm. I use so much of it. I can't. I use it for everything. I uh, I put it in my elevators. I my, cook with it. I clean it. My IKEA Bork Yorps. Um, got a got a face. Got a zit. Just put some just elevator fluid put some on elevator it. Elevator fluid on it. You're fine. I drink that stuff. I dilute it because, of course, it is extremely caustic and will melt your skin if directly contacted. But I, I, I water it down, you know, a trillion parts to mm-hmm. one. And the homeopathic elevator fluid has really just improved my entire outlook. Like every part of my being is is just better with elevator fluid. Have y'all ever read like the BuzzFeed or like Vice articles or whatever? You know, like the Internet articles that talk about how um, jizz is like a good moisturizer? Yeah, I've seen those. They're usually on the bottom of the... Um, 100 ways elevator fluid will change your life kind of articles that I well, read. Well, I bring it up because elevator fluid is also jizz in this situation. The elevator does produce fluid. Oh, of course. I feel like those are just tricks for men to try to get women to give them blowjobs. Sure, to try to... to oh. an, as an excuse to give people facials. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, baby, come on down. You know, you know, they're, they're saying elevator fluid cured cancer the other day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're vegan? You don't get much protein? I know where you can get some protein. Wink. From my jizz. Mm-hmm. That's gross. This is a bad pickup line. From my elevator fluid. From my personal elevator fluid. Wink. Elevator fluid is is a sequence of words that just I personally will never tire of saying. Yeah, it's I mean good. it's a it's a really good litany of syllables. I'm down. Elevator fluid. That's the name of my band, by the way. Come see us. Um are you um? What kind of music do you play? Elevator music. Ah! <laughs> That's it, folks. That was the whole podcast was the lead up to that joke. We 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 wrote it out weeks in advance. M- music. We worked with Chuck Tingle to write that tingler for you. Are you yeah. tingling right now? Yeah. Well, that was that was technically not a tingler, as no one has had sex in it yet. But uh, wait till the rap party, folks. That's when things really pop off at the Devil's Threesome. What's what is like? Uh, yeah. What is that? M u z a k Muzak. How do you say it differently? Well, music. music. Muzak. No, it's Muzak. That Muzak. is that just the girl from? Is that just like instrumental versions of the girl from, girl Ipanema? from Ipanema? Like yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it is. <laughs> that's that's. I like to imagine that was playing while they had sex the whole time. Oh shit! <laughs> no, that made the book ten times. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't throw any uh, elevator music in there. Chuck Tingle, we're coming for you. Your writing, it could improve. I don't know. Um, actually, Chuck though, Tingle's writing is he's pretty actually good. Probably the best writer. Like he doesn't do too much world building. Like we still have a lot of questions about right. what a, what this elevator lawyer zombie's life is like. Right. Right. Um, we don't really. You don't really need to ask those questions because the book's over before mm-hmm. you really think about it too hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like you don't you don't read To Kill a Mockingbird for the beautiful, you know, southern setting. You read it for the poignant. Yeah, I mean, you don't ask, what's a mockingbird? Child sex? Ew. Um, I'm, uh, let's circle back. What, Sam, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I can only assume To Kill a Mockingbird is about children, right? Like, that's awful. Um, Do you not know what To Kill a Mockingbird is about? Isn't I thought it was about some kid, like Scout or something. Yeah, okay, and, Scout is a character in it but it's about racism where have you been that too but like uh i don't know i no no this podcast is now uh, educating sam about american (laughs) classic literature (laughs) sam have you read uncle tom's cabin no it's about racism where have you been (laughs) i know it's about racism but have you read uncle tom's cabin no i have not uh it's about racism it's have you even read uncle tom's cabin Hmm. Sorry, I'm just Wikipediaing the plot summary for To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, it's getting. Let's uh, let's update the listeners. It's getting to that point in the podcast where I'm starting to get real sweaty here in my closet. <laughs> so I'm contemplating popping my shirt off, but I'd have to take my headphones off for that. And I don't know if I'm ready for that level of commitment. Yeah, take your take your headphones off. I'm gonna slurp some of my um my wine soaking strawberries into my mouth. Give them a real loud chew into the mic. All right, we're going to take a nice 30-second pause here. I already feel sick. (laughs) Are you okay? Wrong pipe. Maggie Maggie choked on her strawberry, so that's good. All right, five, four, three, two. And we're back. (laughs) Welcome to the Devil's Threesome, your erotic book club. This is like the worst episode we've ever done. None of us choked on strawberries. Worst episode we've ever done? This is genius. Where have you been? (laughs) Yeah. We're advancing the form here, Sam. We're... We're moving into realms that have never been before moved into. I'm always really into when we start talking about what the <laughs> podcast is doing while we're recording it. I think it's really good. Yeah. Well, it's meta. We're, we're millennials, Maggie. The M in millennials stands for meta. What does and the, the I, I stand for? Now, now you Which have one? to do the whole fucking iPhones. word. I hope you love this. <laughs> Let's go. Meta. iPhones. iPhones. And what does the L stand for? Lentils. Literature. But on there, but lentils. Yep, nope, it's lentils. Um, when what does the second L stand for? Literature. But on a Nook or a Kindle or something. Mm-hmm. Not Uncle Tom's Cabin. How do you spell millennial? God, we got a lot more L's to go through. Uh, e stands for... Egotistical. Egotistical. You know what? Why am I doing this? You guys should be doing no, it. No, we're doing it together. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's a group exercise. What does the N stand for? Um, nice, nice. Yeah, they're they're pretty nice, uh, except to the olds. Oh. High five! That was my high five. That was a good high yep. five. I, the good I high five uh, sounds. Uh, Dave Foley. <laughs> glad we kept you on. Well, on I'm glad here. to be here. Thanks for having me. Yep, that's uh, no. He's Flick from Bug Life, <laughs> so do that voice. Um, let's see the second N. Nooks. Uh, nice to bumble. Nooks. The things we read the literature on. No, yeah, nooks. Near to uh, what? Yours is awful. Naive. Mm, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 
I, second I, second I. Uh, well, I'm losing track. Another I. Idealistic. Mm. Perfect. Idealistic. Um, Is it an A? Wait, what's that? What's that one word? Iconoclast. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. good too. Uh, we're out of yeah, eyes. Yeah, that's really good. We're out of eyes though. Mm. Um, I, guys, I really don't know how to spell Melinda. Yeah, a. I, I, I feel like we've done a bad job. A A is for Andrew Coles, host of the Devil's Three. Oh, sorry, assholes. Yeah, they're nice and they're assholes. That's millennials. It's true though. Millennials live in a complicated world of not we've we've taken the uh we've taken the the theorem that states that something can either be that is true is not false and vice versa. Y'all, and we've just kind of spat Andrew, that listen, and thrown it to I've the ground. I've got the last L living in their parents' house. Living in their parents' house. Millennials. I was gonna say Lyft's member, but Do we need to do the S? Small um, penises. Um Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's us, <laughs> to a T. Except there's no T in millennial. <laughs> millennial. If millennial had a T on it, where would it be? Millennial. Millennial. If millennials had a T, would it look like this or this? That was a meme in audio form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's finish this book because it's like we're uh, we're nearly done with it. Basically, they bone. There's some really unsettling bits where there's hips. Described. We don't know where those yeah. are. There's yeah. pistoning. Um, he keeps filleting him, and then he um, he's like, "Oh, I want you to uh, to come in my ass or something like that." No, I don't he know. wants to. He wants him to stick it in his butt, and then he says, "Oh, there it is." Here's a paragraph from that section. To be perfectly honest, I wasn't quite prepared for the sensation of Bork entering me. My sphincter is immediately stretched wide, pulled to the absolute limit by the elevator zombie's giant rod. Despite oh, I the fact I, that yeah, I'm the I one in control this. here. A startled yelp escapes my lips. Okay. And um, as he, he he gets used to the um, giant dick inside of him, you know, you get it. You've read erotica before. Giant dicks, getting used to them, sensitive ache, whatever. By now, my slams back against Bork's dick have found a confident rhythm, steadily allowing him to hammer away at my maxed out butthole. Love it. Poetry. Well, so the the elevator's now hammering away somehow. Um because yeah. it can definitely move in that direction. Yeah. The, it's like the it's, great glass elevator. I mean, these are just the sort of things that you don't wanna really think about too hard, you know? Charlie Bucket fired the great glass elevator and then he went to work uh-huh. in a law firm and sure. now he fucks a dude in the butt with his zombie no, penis. That, that makes sense to me. Um, and then he's about to come and then the zombie elevator tells him, not yet, I want you to come in my ass. And then we have to find out where the elevator's butthole is, which we discover is inside a... Butthole access panel. Yes, a, a special panel. Randomly in there. And then he, he pulls the panel off and then I gasp when I see what's inside, a beautiful butthole at waist height. So where does the poop go? Now it's your turn, the living elevator tells me. Oh, I think oh, damn. I think it doesn't poop out the butthole. I think it has more of a colostomy bag situation, hmm. you know, oh. where it's like it's got another place I for see. waste to go. And then this butthole stays clean. Sure. If it only eats zombie elevator brains, what does the shit even mm-hmm. look like? Hmm. Gears. Is it just little gears mashed up with elevator fluid? Like, what is it? That's what that's what my poop looks Maybe like. Maybe all of it gets converted <laughs> into elevator jizz. 
See, Andrew, this is why you need to eat more of a plant-based diet. That's pretty upsetting. Well, I'm thinking about transitioning to elevator veganism, uh, (laughs) where I don't eat things that live in a shaft and and travel up and down. But, you know, I just really enjoy elevator bacon and uh, uh, other elevator-based dishes. Don't say this kind of stuff in front of the elevator support group. They'll be disgusted by this um, nearly cannibalism. No, it's okay. I'm, we, we're we in the Vore one, so Oh, we're in the Vore one. It's all good. El- elevator bacon sounds so good, elevator. too, right now. I haven't eaten dinner yeah. yet, and I'm just like, oh, that elevator bacon. <laughs> mm. Pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. Fucking shit. God damn it. Chuck Tingle gets meta enough that he wrote about one of his own books pounding somebody else in the butt. Well, to be fair, no, by, by himself in the yeah, butt. He also, he also is himself. a character in some of his books, I think. There's yeah. a lot of Chuck Tingle insert. <laughs> do we want to just move on to his books because yeah, there's not well, much left in this book? They, no, let's do let's do reviews. Well, the, the end the of the book, the, the end of the book is they both come. Uh, the the Toy Manuel Miranda gets elevator fluid jizz on his face, and then he's like, "Oh no, let's just keep going up and down. We can, I can keep doing my work in here." They, yeah, so I guess he's go. just going to live in an yeah. elevator now. I guess. Well, um, it's but, out of okay, service. I'm sorry, you guys. There are no reviews. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. There are no customer reviews. This book, I found out, just came out on October 4th, 2017. It did. It's brand we new. We are reading this book hot off well, the Well, it's because um, uh, I, a friend of the threesome are... uh, recommended the book. Yeah. Who, um, they, their mom actually has written some erotica, but they uh, it's not out yet, so we can't read it. No way. Uh, yes, I know. I can't fucking wait to read it, actually. Um, and Is it as good as Jack Bitches, though? Um, we can't talk about Jack Bitches. Is Jack Bitches... No, I have. we have to protect my father's art. <laughs> we can't <laughs> yeah, talk about right. Jack Until Bitches. Until he's ready to see the, the light of day. Okay, no reviews. Uh, book him off. Let's do our own reviews. Before we do that, I'm just going to read a review of uh, another one of his books... This one is um, it'll breaking fit. the fourth butt, eight hot to trot meta tinglers. Nice. Um, and it has two reviews. The first review is five stars titled five stars by Samuel on June 7th, 2016. And the this review is one word. So here, here we go. Unbelievable. Oh, love it. That is very true. Um, and then this other one is five stars. Go on. You know, you want to. By Tingles and Customer mm-hmm. on June third, twenty sixteen. Oh that so to me smells of uh, manipulation. <laughs> well, here. So the review is: a good writer can touch you. A great writer can touch you in places and ways you never knew you could be touched. But so far, Doctor Chuck Tingle is the only author I've ever encountered whose work has touched me in places I know for a fact I do not have. This is a once <laughs> generation talent. <laughs> Shit, that's really that's good. So true. Um, I'm not even upset that he left that on review for himself. <laughs> Chuck oh. Tingle really is, um, like, wow, he's a literary mastermind. Just yes, yes, yeah. The collective, the collective human being, Chuck Tingle. Yes, uh, the collective persona. Yeah, it has to be staffed at least by two or three Nobel laureates. I would imagine. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, um, like a book group of. Like yeah. very famous authors who are writing. J.K. Rowling's there. She she covers distribution. <laughs> uh, Stephen King is there. He's the one who's like he's 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 using the whip and the writing crop to make the other writers write really fast because mm-hmm. he's Stephen King. Um, 
Barbara King solvers there to get the women in over 35 crowd. James Patterson is there to um, mop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Hankler fish is there. Um, wait, no, he didn't write. No, the it's John James, Green. Jo- John Green is there here. Okay. Let me, let me read you guys this author bio. So that way we can see if we can lay some of these claims that you're making to rest. Nicholas Sparks is there teaching everyone how to kiss. Mm. Chuck Tingle. And like, I let me just describe this picture again, because I don't think it can, it's been, uh, it's oh, given the, enough his, credit. his author photo? Yes. It's hand-drawn. It's him and a gi riding yeah. a triceratops. The triceratops is wearing the monocle and, tri- and top hat, and he's holding a flag that says, love is real. <laughs> yeah. No, I, then, I don't see what's weird about this. <laughs> it's not weird. It's beautiful. Here's, here's what it says. Hugo Award nominee, Dr. Chuck Tingle, is Two an erotic- time two-time Hugo Award nominee. Yes, anyway, is an erotic author and Taekwondo grandmaster, almost black belt, from Billings, Montana. After receiving his PhD at DeVry University in holistic massage, Chuck found himself fascinated by all things sensual, leading to his creation of The Tingler, a story so blissfully erotic that it cannot be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine. Chuck's hobbies include backpacking, checkers, and sport. Isn't backpacking sport? No. I guess it's just athletics. Yeah, you have to roll an athletics check. The second book that, um, this like second story that is in um, this one book of Chuck Tingles that we read is called "I'm in Love with My I'm in Love with the Handsome Mommy the I'm in Love with the Handsome Mummy Mommy Mummy Race Car in My Butt." You're really gonna have to. I'm sorry, Maggie. I think you made an arrow already. No, you're that. really. Can you say it again. You're. I see. I. I did flub pretty bad on the first go around. Hopefully, you've edited yeah, that well, out. Yeah, it's okay. We'll do another take. We, we're used to this by now. Come on, take three. Okay, here we go. You know, it was a Maggie, goof. Come on, take seventeen. It, it was a goof the first time, but I might need a couple more takes. Here we go. Those uh, those wine strawberries just really got me. Got me flubbing. I'm in love with the handsome mummy's race car in my butt. Maggie, can you stick to the script, please? Guys, I think I figured out the theme of this book. What, Sam? Cocktober. No, it is. No, it's because it's spoopy. <laughs> it's real fucking spoopy. And cock-filled. And cock-filled. It's perfect. Yes. Okay, so remember how I said there was uh, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt? That's right. Well, there's also pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. Oh, damn. You know, it's like when you look into a mirror (laughs) and there's a mirror behind you and it's just... Excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Wait, never mind. God, Kindle Unlimited is fucking bait and switching me so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, so so there's there's pounded in the butt my own butt, pounded in the butt my own my my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt, pounded in the in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt own butt, pounded in the book, wait, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. No, that's literally the title of the book. You like it sounds that like, one's not it real. sounds like I had a seizure. I will send you guys the link. Andrew, you know you were uh, you want to. Do you want to discuss Kindle Unlimited? Because I feel like that's in our wheelhouse. We can talk about that. Yeah, that might be something we have to splurge on as a group uh, and then all read over each other's shoulders, legal-like. Kindle, yeah. Kindle Unlimited is a service where you can get a bunch of these books um, for no money, except for you pay like a monthly fee, I want to say. It might be free with Prime. I don't know. I don't think it's free with Prime. No, it's, it's definitely not, because I have I Prime. I have Prime, too. Um, Brag about it. Some of us have to change the credit card information so that our prime won't renew. 
I like pounded in the butt by my constantly changing thoughts on the ongoing mystery of Chuck Tingle's real identity. That's really good. Oh my god. I think I my mean, favorite. Yeah, th- we'll that's sort of it. like us being pounded the pounded in the butt by part of our conversation that we've had tonight. You know. Hmm. Fake news. Real boners. My my favorite mm-hmm. is buttception. A butt within a butt within a butt. Redacted in the butt by redacted under the Trump administration. <laughs> nice. Uh, hidden on censorship. Wow, Chuck Tingle is very current. Romancing the werewolf. Oh, wait, that one's not by Chuck Tingle. <laughs> well, here, Maggie, here's another one um, that is uh, similarly uh, treading that line. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump Jr. slammed in the butt by his secret Russian meetings and the grossly incompetent cover-up shortly thereafter. <laughs> well, that sounds like kind of a messy fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Pounded in the butt by the fact that it took less time for this book to be written and published than the entire length of Tony Scary Moochie's term as White House Communications Director. Holy shit. <laughs> fuck. Oh my god. What if my- Chuck Tinkle's actually like a ru- like like he's a he's a like a Russian spy? No, that wouldn't be right. Oh my god. No, he's a No, Chuck Tingle is just plugged into our Zeitgeist in the he way is. no other author is. My butt is He's he's a he's a man who accomplishes humor not through his works so much but just by the mere titles cuz most people aren't buying these. They're just looking through the related links. Is one of us Chuck Tingle? <gasps> um <gasps> mm. Sam. Wait, but if I was Chuck Tingle, then I would know how elevator zombies work and I don't. So Maybe it's I don't all think a front. I'm Chuck Tingle. Maybe we're all Chuck Tingle. Am I Chuck Tingle? Yeah, maybe the three of us. W- maybe am I'm Chuck Tingle. I'm Chuck Tingle. No, I'm Chuck I'm Tingle. I'm Chuck Tingle. We're all Chuck Tingle. We sort of are. So, um, on that note, it was really nice to read one of his books. We had been uh, holding off on it for a long time. Let's do our final reviews for, uh, the Elevator Zombie book. What's the full name of it? Wait, sorry. I was too busy reading his other book names. No, um, fuck. We cannot do this for another five minutes. We really must get to our reviews and end. Pounded by the handsome zombie elevator who is also a lawyer from two-time Great. Hugo Award finalist Chuck Tingle. Love it. All right. Who wants to start? Andrew, go. Oh, God. Where to start? Where to start? Do it so that you um, can get out of your hot closet. Oh, yeah. That'd be really nice. Um, I write this book... 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. That's a good review. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. It's perfect. It's the perfect book. So perfect that it eschews my standard rating system, my standard in standard, un- unstandard, okay. non-standard. Yep, got, That's gotcha. the word. Sam. Okay. Um, much like the beautiful, wispy hairs on the chest of the model who is on the front of this book, um, I rate this. He does have some chest hair, doesn't he? Yuck! I rate this an ephemeral and fleeting moment in time that really can't be missed by anyone because it's very good. Yeah, really, you gotta pick this one up. Spend the three dollars. Support Mister Tingle. Let him keep working on his tinglers. <laughs> Read through the list of his books and just pick one that looks good to you because that's. They're all going to be the same thing. Let's be real about this. He's just taking gay sex and slapping new inanimate objects into it. Yeah, I mean, he might use, he might copy and paste the same sex scene over and over. It, w- it would be the same. 
Yeah, uh, there's probably a few Michael Scarns in there. Maybe you want to take a take a time travel trip back to October of last year to read Slammed in the Butt by the Handsome Sentient Manifestation of Election Day. Wah, wah. Uh, anywho, um, my final review for this book, I'm going to give it hmm, uh, two adverb dice out of three noun dice. And All right. Uh, as a callback to the very beginning, what's up? I know I made a mistake. Let's look past it. Anywho, uh, yeah, this book was pretty good. I really liked it uh, overall because it's very different than um, the lot of, a lot of the books that try to take themselves seriously that we read. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's nice. It's nice to have a change of pace. It's nice to have something that's intentionally very bizarre. Um, and funny. It's nice to be back in October. Yeah. Or continue to be in Continue Cocktober. to be in October, where every story is chock to the brim um, with cocks, no other variation of genitalia to be seen. Also, it's spooky mm-hmm. this week because of the zombies. You're welcome yeah. for the spook. Sorry if we scared you into only listening to the first, like, 10 minutes of the podcast. Yeah. Well, these things happen. Yeah. It's October. Anyway, I've been Andrew Coles. I've been Sam Carr. Oh, we haven't get the socials. That was me this time. I remember. Thank you. Yes. So you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us by emailing us. You can find us if you look up our addresses and come to our houses. But please don't do that. Don't Um, dox us. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) But essentially, just just Google the Devil's Threesome podcast and you'll find our... Uh, website online where we have our episodes you'll find our facebook page you might find our twitter if not you can just find us at td threesome podcast with the number three um and you can also email us at the devil's threesome podcast at gmail.com which is all letters we should just use our twitter to retweet chuck tingle every day mm, and, yes. and i can't Kiki. wait to read chuck tingle's newest work um pounded in the butt by the amalgamation of three handsome podcast hosts mm-hmm. uh, who reviewed my book pretty well. <laughs> yeah, pounded, damn. pounded in the butt by the living manifestation of the episode of the Devil's Threesome that reviewed one of my books. No, that rev- no, that mm-hmm. reviewed, and then the title of the full book. He's not afraid to do a long oh, title, yeah. Sam. That's true. I I sent you the link for the pound in the butt by 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 pound in the butt. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that "buy my book" is so oft repeated in that uh, string of words. Let's get out of here. I've been Andrew Cole. I've been Sam Carr, and I've been Maggie Carr. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Stay wet. Yeah, you never with we elevator never said fluid. The life of a fairy mushroom par- farmer would be an easy one. I never did. I didn't say that. No one said it. Nobody did. It's over. We're nope. done. Hooray! It's over. Hooray! Huzzah! That was good. Oh, what a tingler of an episode. Guys, you think Griffin's going to listen to this one? No, he's not. He has to, right? (laughs) He specifically has talked about how much he loves Elevator (laughs) 4. I mean... This does mention his favorite character, Upsy. Hi, it's me, Upsy, your listening oh, friend. Oh, Christ. This is Hooray. sort of um, like right in Griffin McRoy's wheelhouse um, with, yeah. with the elevator stuff and the boar stuff. <laughs>